0: I'm making pinchy hand motions at me.
1: The worst is Stop like, it. you heard this earlier, but Luke does it to me now. So uh-huh. like, I'll be like, we need to do this. And he's like, do we, do we need to do this? <laughs> and he's like making all these pinchy hand motions and laughing and it ruins my anger. It's very inconvenient.
0: Sir, I'm trying to be upset. I have wrath to pour out and you are ruining it. <laughs> with your Thank you. Have have it. Take the happiness out of this room immediately return with the vacuum cleaner
1: (laughs) return to sender yeah exactly so
0: okay um i was browsing tiktok as i am apt to do
1: Mm -hmm. and i saw
0: like the youths, the Gen Zers that I'm desperately trying to be a part of, um, <laughs> I uh, I saw this video. <laughs> I
1: just wait. I just got a picture in my brain of like a really mismatched bird trying to blend in with penguins. Like, what are you? <laughs> like, Look,
0: a whole <laughs> have you seen? There's a there's a Pixar short before like Monsters Inc or something. So it's pretty old. It's like a bird. Dodo esque, trying to like yeah. hang out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, and you know, then with, like, it, it the... lands in between all the birds, and then it gets they get so bad. <laughs> i like, like, "Wah wah, wah. <laughs> I'm Happy to be participating. That's me oh, when I'm on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there was a video, and it was um. So we all know the uh the app Facetune. Right. We're aware of it. So this girl, (laughs) some girls are, um, the girls who had posted the photo were like not social distancing and they were like, um, not following COVID protocol. So this woman, she said, the whites are out during quarantine again. (laughs) (laughs) She like, it was so funny she so i guess she knows these girls and she knows what they really look like so she posted comments like oh my god you look so good i didn't even recognize you like what editing platform do you use and she was like making comments like that on their photo and it gave me life it was so funny
1: that's good speaking of which i have finally updated our instagram with some of our references Big so truth. Finally. if you were missing any those are all i could think of so at myself and stop ruining people's lives
0: <laughs> if you're listening to previous episodes and you think of ones that we missed just let
1: us know at us which at is us. the youth l- language terminology lerminology. lerminology. <laughs> the <laughs> language terminology for uh dm us <laughs> at, at me at me at us <laughs> <laughs> at um so i was watching tiny house nation this morning yeah. mostly because i love that show so I'm not a huge fan, but I just like like a design show in the morning, you mm-hmm. know? It's just it's light, it's airy. I don't have to pay too much attention. It's not I, dramatic.
0: I don't like the idea of a tiny home.
1: I um, would kill myself. I would rather I die. I would absolutely die.
0: I would yeah. I'd rather die and I would also kill my partner and whoever lived there with me. Um I would lose my mind. But I think I, my
1: husband would be fine. I think I would go absolutely ape like I, can't. I would just throw things against the walls.
0: It's like the size of my living room is the size of the whole thing. And I would actually lose my mind.
1: So the couple I was watching, they had these two little girls who were super cute, but they were all going to be in like a loft space. And I'm just like, practically, mm. how's that going to work? If you're like trying to have sex, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna, like allude to it, but
0: right. no, um,
1: so anyway, how would that work <laughs> like you're sharing a bedroom with your kids? Like ew, ew, ew.
0: you would have to do it like during the daytime when they're at school or something and then wash in your teeny tiny (laughs) washer dryer
1: and then um so anyway i'd watched like two episodes because i couldn't find a design show that i really wanted to watch so just Mm -hmm. put that on and then on my instagram guess what comes up an ad for tiny homes oh no google is betraying us google is betraying betraying us us all Google,
0: you fired. Okay. <laughs> I need a new medical professional. Doctor Google is hereby barred from practicing medicine.
1: <laughs> Google, you fired.
0: <laughs> fired. Oh man, yeah. So, Google's,
1: like, listening to us right now.
0: <laughs> <and> they're like, <laughs> how dare you? You know that? Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this like trend where people will do like the one eye emoji with the lip emoji and the other eye emoji. To be, like So and so watching this like. That's what I picture Google doing when we talk about it. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) They're on to us. us. (laughs) Can they do that?
1: (laughs) Like one eyeball and mouth asking the other eyeball and mouth. Oh, man. Just so you know, you have the dog behind your head. Oh, hey.
0: Hi.
1: Okay. She's like gently staring at you (laughs) you from a like a very close distance. (laughs) Appears, I swear.
0: What? Hi. She's um afraid of something right now, I'm sure, because that's how she lives her life. So sure. We go has two modes, excited and
1: petrified. don't we all?
0: (laughs) I mean who among us?
1: (laughs) Basically me. Oh my gosh. So I've basically spent the last three days, watching every one, my nerd's going to show for a minute of go. the Lord of the Rings movies, starting with The Hobbit, going oh. all the way through the three Hobbit movies, then into Lord of the Rings. Ooh. And number one, it's really satisfying. Number two, it's very emotionally charging. But number three, I've now seen the movies so many times mm-hmm. that all I think of is like memes. All I mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there was a scene. There were like a couple of scenes where one of the dwarves is running in the first movie and he's it's Gimli in case you don't know who he is but um he's like running to keep up with these like lanky men one of them is an elf and he's like obviously just struggling behind and he goes breathing that's (laughs) the key just keep breathing (laughs) I'm like relatable
0: I love that I saw that in theaters and I died when that scene
1: came out and then a minute later He's like, I'm wasted on cross country. Dwarves are very dangerous over short distances.
0: That's me. (laughs) That's so true.
1: (laughs) We're natural sprinters. (laughs) And then this is the one that you're really going to like. Okay. You're really going to relate, so just prepare to feel seen and known. I'm ready. I'm I'm mostly at this point, I fast forward through the Frodo parts because he's really dramatic, emotional, and annoying. And it just adds nothing to the movie. So I usually fast forward through it, but he sees the eye. He gets these like flashes of the eye, and it's usually in moments where like he's doing something else, and then all of a sudden it's like terror. And I'm like, when you remember that you have thousands and thousands in credit card debt, it's like, <laughs> like and you just see his face like turn to terror, like. Oh, oh, no. God. <laughs> I um.
0: <laughs> I get really sad when that comes to mind because I'm like, I'm doing so great. <laughs> and then, living
1: your life, you're happy. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs>
0: credit card debt. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I'm paying off. <up. laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> Just because I'm broke doesn't mean that I don't care.
1: One sandwich away.
0: <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I'm another Uber Eats order away. Am I going to do it anyway? Absolutely. Yeah. Because today, dear listeners, is my birthday when we are recording this episode. So Happy it's me. I'm old. I'm 28 going on 80. And um, yeah, so I'm going to celebrate by doing the same thing that I do every day, which is ordering sushi, because every day is my birthday.
1: I plan on drinking, crying a bit, taking a pill, and going to bed exactly that's my name. Um, that's just what I do all
0: the time my skincare routine I just cry <laughs> I just uh, all of you have been asking for weeks and I have to tell you it's just tears <laughs> you
1: have to stay really hydrated <laughs> and then, and
0: then <laughs> truly and it helps a little if you like put a really good coat of mascara on adds to the dramatics a little bit soaks into your skin it's like a charcoal
1: it's like a charcoal mask <laughs> um yeah, oh, yeah. And you go to bed alone <laughs> <laughs> it's and then tomorrow you get to do it again
0: and if you do that for 28 years you'll look just like me <laughs> i started
1: to the episode i guess more, we, did. we go too down far down this round. rail super easily so this is just gonna be like emma crying in a corner about her <laughs> life i am <laughs> an old
0: and i <laughs> was carrying the episode alone you know that um just my last comment you know that episode of friends
1: where um jennifer
0: aniston rachel is turning how old is she turning 30 i want
1: to say 30 or 32
0: and she's like i think she's like a little older than 30 everyone's pretending that she's just turning 30 but, yeah I want to say
1: she's like 32 or 34 right
0: yeah and she's like, she's like
1: 29 <laughs> again she's like
0: having a crisis about it that's me because I'm she's inching like, ever are
1: 34
0: <laughs> like, I'm inching ever more closely to 30 and that terrifies me that's a decade that like I'm not prepared for so
1: I'm just leaning into it embracing the elderly senesca. yeah but you're
0: you're married <laughs> it's great i love my life I love my, life. I love my life. all right i guess we should like officially start because we've talked about everything else so i'm
1: hannah i am emma and this is the transcontinental tea where we bring you the tea no matter where you are <laughs> all the tea so, content no matter what all the quality <laughs> which is funny because our episode is actually nothing like quality. Um, no I'm kidding. It's about the qualities in a great partner. We are looking at green flags. Now you Love might be that. thinking, Hannah, Emma, you're usually so surly and negative about relationships. You're right. Listener, you're right. Love so, <laughs> give up on your dreams. <laughs> so, Embrace so, the
0: spinster lifestyle while you still can.
1: We, we were talking about though, and we were like, we should do a green flags episode because we did a red flags episode a while back. Sure. And obviously we have a lot of red flags because Many. if you've heard Emma ever discuss any relationship she's been in, it's just like red flag, red flag, red flag, waving, waving, waving. And then there's like a clip. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, this is great. Everything is awesome. <laughs>
0: i'm frolicking
1: <laughs> yeah. um uh, yeah. so anyway we thought we would do green flags um which is the part of the show where emma just listens and takes notes <laughs> <So>. <laughs> respect your partner hmm. basic human rights okay all right uh, what language okay. is this i'm sorry is this still, like, language slang that i don't food. know <laughs> <laughs> Language of love. <laughs>
0: oh no! Hmm. Um,
1: but before we do that, before we get into the green flags, the things that you should be looking for, they're like, yay, go you! Good relationships. <laughs> um, we are going to do a tea of the week. Teeny tiny tea. Just a little, little sip. T T T T T T
0: T T T T T T um, I think that you should start because mine is sort of kind of related to the episode topic. So maybe you'd like the, hmm, I like the
1: that. um, so my tea of the week is actually like three part because mm. nothing interesting happens to me. So I have to take tiny, interesting things and like string them together. You know, like Ta-da. they used to do cranberries on a Christmas tree. Absolutely. So that's my tea and
0: popcorn. Food. Don't forget the popcorn.
1: Yeah. And the popcorn. So number one, semi-permanent hair dye. Let's talk. So yeah. <laughs> semi permanent hair dye for those of you who don't care about hair dye or who have never gone down this road. It's a beautiful journey. Um, so basically it sits on top of your hair instead of getting into the follicle, like mm-hmm. permanent hair dye, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means it lasts a lot less time. And it also does a lot less damage. True. So I was at a place in my life, you know, we've all been there. It's a real crossroads situation to perm, not to perm. And I was thinking to myself, the answer I- is always do not perm. Do not, do don't not perm. perm. <laughs> Do not burn your hair. <laughs> um, so I was thinking to myself, do I want like a nice refreshing color? Because my hair color is now like eight months out and my root is like mid, like almost mm. to my eyebrow kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like death. And I'm, I'm like, come on, man, we need to we need change. And I was thinking before doing this little quick journey, that I was gonna go to like an Auburn place. I thought Ooh. I was gonna go to like a brownish red vibe. And I have never been to a brownish red vibe and I was thinking of camping there. Now, I used semi-permanent hair dye, which did three things. One, Loving. I liked it for the whole first day and it made my hair really smooth. Okay. Two, it looked exactly the color I wanted, like, exactly the color I wanted it to look like. Except there's, like, a couple of places where it's not quite as dark, so I'm just calling that dimensional and not that mm-hmm. I miss those strands. <laughs> <Ta-da. laughs> Home called dimension. It was all sakes. And... Three, I'm still not 100% sure what it looks like on the back of my head when I pull my hair up. So it's just a mystery as to whether okay. there's like just strands of naked hair just around or if I happen to cover it because no one's mm. told me. Mm. So anyway, um, and then the second day hit, right? So first right. day, I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't like that. And then the second day hit, and I'm like, I don't like this. Oh, no. I don't like red. I don't like this you have to wear makeup to look good with red hair. I don't want to do this. This is what I like. And so I watched a bunch of color remover YouTube videos, YouTube video videos. That's how we do that. Mm -hmm. YouTube videos last night. Okay. Um, But I'm not doing anything drastic. Nobody panic. I I haven't decided what I'm going to do, but I think it's so funny that within like two days I went from this is fun too oh my gosh I hate this so thank goodness I tried semi-permanent before I Mm -hmm. went full tilt Jessica Rabbit right I hated it for like six months
0: number two but I want to make just one small comment before you move into number dose yes there your experience reminded me of a Gilmore Girls moment as most things do always when Lane dyes her hair purple
1: yeah (laughs) I can't (laughs) dye my hair my mom will kill me it's too late lane <laughs> she's like she
0: runs around the block with the bleach on oh relatable anyway so true. Number two.
1: uh so right second thing i've been using uv masks on my skin for years and it's mm-hmm. been one of the only things that has consistently helped my skin mm-hmm. through its tumultuous esque journey of enlightenment mm-hmm. and i found out i this week that i've been doing it wrong for like all of the time that I've been doing it because you're only supposed to do it every other day. So like three times a week maximum for 20 minutes and your girl had been doing it her day for the last like six years. (laughs) So we're, we're bringing it back down. (laughs) So we're just going to do it three times a week, but it's so nice because it genuinely saves me like an hour in my skincare routine. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to bed at 11, but actually falling asleep at 12, mm-hmm. I go to bed at 11 and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is magic. Is this what people with clear skin live like? Yeah, we just <laughs> fall, fall in bed.
0: Fall the day. Yeah.
1: And then okay. the third thing, Okay, I've become one of those people who now can't live in like a slightly dirty house. So I spent my mm-hmm, Saturday morning mm-hmm. cleaning and I have a cleaner who comes once a week. And before all of you go, she's bougie. She can't live like this. Yes, I can. <laughs> Second of all, she steam cleans my floors and it's a bliss that is hitherto unexperienced. I walk in and I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Success. So yeah, I spent about two and a half hours today cleaning my whole house. And then my husband got home and it's basically undone now it's like like, this never happened (laughs) he walks in
0: he's like pig pen on charlie brown it's just
1: i'm not kidding you i'm not kidding so yeah at luke luke get a hoover for yourself
0: hoover your whole body (laughs) it's like he has to enter like a vacuum sealed dome before he comes in to get to get clean <gasps> no,
1: I thought of the third thing. So the third thing okay. is actually that I've bought, it's not brow dye as such. It's called bay brow, but it's okay. like three to four day temporary eyebrow like marking. So Got instead it. of doing your eyebrows every day, as I've clearly not done today. That's why I look like a ghost. Um <laughs> you just put it on and you leave it for like 10 minutes and then you wipe off the remnants. Okay. And those brows last you for like four days. Interesting. I'm terrified and I haven't done it yet, but it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> This is a great time to do it because you're on lockdown.
0: So even if you screw it up, no one has to see you.
1: Yeah, and at work, I I got to be honest, my my profile is pretty casual. Like I I wear like ripped jeans and one of the guys at the um there's like a market on base mm-hmm. and one of the guys at the market, he's like an older guy and he always does the chit-chat and I try to be kind because in my brain, I'm like, you know what? He probably doesn't have that many people to talk to. So you need to take four minutes out of your day and mm-hmm. just answer him and like, talk to him about his jokes and like, whatever. So he was like, oh, much did you pay for those jeans? And I'm like, oh no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I think like $30. Why? And he's like, because they're half gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're not funny. <laughs>
0: What? oh that boomer humor what i actually
1: said was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that is so funny i should have only paid
0: 15 um you can't see it but miko is using me as a um, stretch board right now and she has her paws completely locked on uh, my miko, back i really so. see you i really get it <laughs> okay thank you i'm <laughs> gonna just lean forward a bit okay all right my teeny tiny sip <laughs> moment was about a date recently that I went on.
1: Texted Um, me and she was like, I'm going on a date. If you don't hear from me, I'm dead.
0: (laughs) Luckily I survived. But but I will say, um it was interesting. So in general he's a pleasant individual. Good conversation. I do find him to be almost borderline. Like I am very smart. You know, like and he's intelligent, but I don't like it when people he mansplained Mm. a couple of things to me. Like like, so I told him, you know, like, oh, I'm really like weightlifting. I do that a lot. I don't really do a lot of like cardiovascular activity, like by itself. I sort of just lift in a way that like, I find that it burns fat more. And i you know, my heart rate gets pretty high. He's like, well, actually, yeah, that's because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I know it's fine. I was just like, oh yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I hate that. But the moment, the real cusp that I have to tell Hannah. I, I texted her when I was on the date. I was like, don't let me forget to tell you this. We uh, took a wrong turn. He was taking me back home and we took a wrong turn and um, we were at a tunnel and a car had wrecked into the wall of the tunnel. So we were backed up and there was a tow truck and it was like a whole thing. So we were like, okay, we're going to sit here for a little while in traffic. Well, he decides
1: to play me his no. music. no. Oh, no, yes. did he have like oh, a yes. whole album of SoundCloud things? So no. many sounds.
0: And now, granted, like he's not untalented. It's not like I was listening to. All I'm Eminem,
1: thinking is but... like Ross when he gets the keyboard and he's like. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> it was um,
0: it wasn't dissimilar.
1: What was this, um, the genre, <laughs> the style of? Music?
0: I would say like house esque. Okay.
1: So
0: we so like, were on a date with like Skrillex. EDM. But... I was, yeah. Dead <laughs> mouse <Skrillex. laughs> I was like, uh-huh. And like I said, it wasn't like it was bad, but like, I don't know what to do in those situations. Like, what do I do with my face? You know, like, I was just like, He'd look over at me and I'd start, like, bobbing with the beat because I'm like, I
1: don't know, otherwise I'm just sitting here, like, I don't know what to do. You just started doing really awkward dance moves, you're like. "Mm, (laughs) "Mm, (laughs)
0: "Mm, mm, mm." This one goes really well with this sound, I think, don't
1: don't you? This is like the vibe I'm feeling. (laughs) Or, like, really weird, like, snoodly
0: arms. like yeah. So um that was I was texting Betsy and I was like I'm on a date and we're stuck in traffic and he's playing me his music and she was like oh no <laughs> yeah she said Betsy's advice was just a fart. <laughs> I was like I'm not gonna do that but <laughs> I see where you're coming from. Um, just like just ruin the vibe in the car. <laughs> um but what I really wanted to talk about, that was that part and then this part. We were sitting there in traffic and this guy in New York there are no laws, like you just do what you want and pretend that you meant it. And uh, this guy, he's an Uber driver because he's got someone in the back seat, little Uber sign on his window, whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't want to sit in this traffic because obviously like this person paid me to get somewhere. So I'm going to try and get out of here. So what he does, there's a, so it's like, emerging road that leads into the tunnel so you have like us is on the left you side witnessed
1: or was your date an uber driver who had a much more interesting story oh can you imagine no we
0: witnessed this person <laughs>
1: okay so you saw said uber driver you were yes. not with said uber driver. no but that
0: would have been hilarious can you imagine getting in the car on a date he's like oh by the way i have to drop this guy off just so you know i have one more fare um but feel free to just make yourself comfortable don't worry you get in the front though so come on up here um so no we're sitting there and we see this guy he starts reversing out of so like i said it's two roads merging together and one is like coming from a ramp downward and ours was like around a curve so we're on the left side and this car's on the right coming down the ramp and he's um past the point of the merge already and there's like an island in the middle and this man starts reversing over that Island and he gets stuck and his tires come off the ground. No, because his frame was too low for the curb. No. So he's reversing and I see it happening. And I'm like, his frame is going to get stuck because like, I can see the car at an angle that he can't obviously see his own car traveling. And I look over and I'm just like, the guy I was with, I was like, do you see this? Like, he's going to get stuck. And lo and behold, this man gets stuck and he doesn't realize he's stuck. So he starts revving and I'm like, oh no, your poor frame. Like it's like a Nissan Sentra or something. Like it's 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 not an off-road vehicle. (laughs) No. And I was like, I could have done that because I drive a Wrangler with large tires and it's lifted. Like I would have risked that. In a car like that, I never would have done it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I remember we're like slowly moving forward. I look back and both tires are just completely off the ground. And it was, and I was like, if you had just waited in traffic for like 30 minutes, you have a functional car, but his poor Uber fare got out and was like trying to help him. I was like, I can't imagine being that person whose Uber driver's
1: car got stuck on the way to try to get me somewhere, like humiliating. So here's a really funny story that will tie into your next segment. Okay. And because I've said it's really funny and now it's not going to be as funny. So just pretend I didn't say that. Here's a random story. Tell me. No judgment whatsoever on it. <laughs> no, <protest. laughs> no expectation. Um, so if you are in England, if you're in England, wherever you are, oh. and you are dealing with a service person, mm-hmm. the first thing that the Brit with you is going to say to them, or sometimes them saying to the customer, okay, is, you've been busy today? Or you've been busy tonight? You can put money on it. Anytime you get in a taxi, onto a bus, go to a service station, like anything. The first question they ask is, you've been busy today? I don't know why. It's like, it's like their number one small talk thing. So now I play a game with my husband where he's like, oh yeah, I went and got fuel. I stopped at the garage and I talked to the guy and I was like, oh, what'd you say? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, was the first thing you said, you've been busy tonight? And he goes, yeah i knew it it's just it's so fun like i mean we do it too though wait for like 10 seconds don't say say anything and they will say it (laughs) um i feel like here it's similar when you get into an
0: uber i think like that's definitely the most in a taxi cab like no one's gonna say that but in an uber they're gonna be like oh like have you had a lot of ferris tonight like you know like i'll ask them that they
1: won't ask me if i've been busy i'll always ask them like so he my husband asked me the the question of like, well, what would an American do? And I'm like, you don't say anything. You yep. enjoy the ride in peaceful silence. Sometimes that's and true. And you hope that they don't chit chat with you. Sometimes that's true. Um
0: when I'm drunk, I'm definitely more talkative. <laughs> so I'll be like <laughs> how about I thought you had. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I'm going off. So <laughs> what's um, your
1: favorite color?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about Trump? <laughs> and we just dive in. It's great. <laughs> there's no slight jump it's right into the water so
1: um okay so yeah all right time to do a put it in your bag a reverse mugging moment so many of you none of you have asked us over and over again to bring it back what a segment what a time (laughs) to be alive so many of you've been asking about all the things that i like so i'm here it took us a while because we don't like anything that's true
0: I like a few things, but I've already talked about them all. So we were like,
1: uh. so I think we should just go person to person rather than thing, 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 thing. So okay. I think okay. you should just go okay. and then I'll go. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'm totally there. Are you like feeling it? I'm
0: out? like, I don't really see what you're saying. <laughs> um, okay. So the first one is actually a direct request that I got from a friend of mine who listens. Hi. I love you so much. You know who you are she uh, noticed a lip color I was wearing in a photo and she said if you don't make that your next product I'm pulling my Patreon um, support <laughs> we don't have a Patreon I wish that we did because <laughs> then we'd have money but um, here we are everything is free for the people <laughs> um, but it is a a lip color called Inspirer and it's actually by Maybelline mm. the uh, Superstay Matte Ink Liquid Maybe Lipstick Maybelline and I, I don't consider myself anymore like a makeup elitist. I think I used to definitely be like that. But now I'm just like, what's at Target? I trust that. I go there. Like the most high-end makeup I buy now is like Pixie. And that's like higher end for like the general supermarket scale. Uh, but this, and they still make, this brand in particular still makes like this line. So hopefully like you can find it. But it's like this really nice like fuchsia pink. <laughs> And, um, Laura has some comments about that. So (laughs) she's like, actually, mom, it's not your color, (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) but, um, I love it a lot. It does like stay almost too long. So like, sometimes I'll put it on and the next day it's still there regardless of how much scrubbing I've done. So, um, but I really like it. My next product is a kit that I got from a company called, we are knitters. So um, I am really into knitting. I've talked about it, (laughs) joining together the knitting community. But they have started making (laughs) the what? It's
1: the knit union, if you
0: will. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. The knit agency (laughs) has come together, and they make kits now. Like they've always made kits, but they've added like macrame, macrame kits. See their line and I love a macrame moment I have a few that I bought ready-made but I was like
1: I'm gonna try my hand at making one and I
0: haven't done it yet but uh it says that it's for beginners so hopefully that's true
1: I've done macrame and I didn't have a kit it was just my mother-in-law was really cool and she gave Mm -hmm. us like these sticks in our stocking for Christmas and I was like Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) <laughs> i love a stick uh, okay. <laughs> we really need to talk to your mom about what counts as a gift and what isn't just a stick <laughs> and then I was she was walking gave us, and i saw this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought of you <laughs> and then it, later on surprise she gave us um the macrame like material i don't okay. remember what it's called but it's like twine basically yeah. mm-hmm. and she was like that's what the stick is for so you can make it on the stick and then you can hang it and i've mm-hmm. done two now from that and it's wonderful very
0: so fun very therapeutic from what i understand
1: i literally just watched a youtube though and i was like pause <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pause.
0: that's how i learned to knit it was just like watching people do it but i'm a visual learner
1: my mother-in-law um, had to very slowly and carefully help me to knit
0: <laughs> here's the cast did you learn a long tail cast on like
1: she cast on for me and then I had okay. to like, cast on myself once because this is the most boring segment of this whole thing <laughs> but because I dropped all my stitches oh, and I, it was practicing so I wasn't making something but I didn't have her around to recast and so I was like it took like an hour and a half it was Oh my so God.
0: <laughs> Aww. Uh, long um, tail is my anyway. personal favorite so that's what
1: I use I now have Christmas socks that I made myself so lovely
0: you and you know socks are actually a typically more difficult thing to make so it's good that you started with that so now everything else will seem a little easier and my final product is one that I scrambled for because I was like man I don't like that much but uh I chose to discuss Vans the shoe brand because shoe. <laughs>
1: shoe. I wanted to talk about vans, white vans, <laughs> mini vans, mini vans. <laughs> but there was just so much ground to cover.
0: I thought, no, Emma, just I with love the shoe.
1: vans. <laughs> but uh,
0: so in the weightlifting community, there is much debate on like what type of shoe is best to wear. And I am on team vans because it's a hard, flat sole. I find that Converse pinches my toes too much, but vans are a little wider, so I'm very comfortable lifting in them, and they've been great for, like, squats and deadlifts, so.
1: There are also people, for those of you who are not gym rats, who take off their shoes to lift. Mm
0: -hmm. I've done that.
1: All of that is very interesting to watch, only because (laughs) it's like, if you got to, like, view an ancient ceremony where they're, like, prepping everything, and they're, like, putting piles of twigs together it's like that level of preparation they're like BCAAs, put it down screw mm. the top put it down make a net circle dance <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle the salt um. yeah it's like a whole ritual and then all of a sudden you'll see them like walking towards the actual rack and you're like oh it's going it's, it's guy <laughs> yeah I don't
0: I I don't buy into the creatine BCA hype I mean they just to me they don't really do anything you know like I don't need them but They just Um,
1: sound like what infected Dr. Banner with the Hulk. And I just can't get in. I I mean, it's
0: just, it's, it's popular because it's widely used. And so when people start lifting, they think like, oh, I have to have these things because that's what makes you a serious lifter. And it's really just like, have some water, maybe take pre-workout if you need the energy boost, but
1: buy ill-fitting shorts, get a really tight shirt, get out there.
0: <laughs> you can do it. I used to, I have done squats barefoot though, if I wasn't wearing proper shoes, because it's easier to maintain balance and dig into the heel when you are flat footed, you know? So
1: anyway, those are my products. Ham, what are yours? Mine are mostly skincare because as I've said, she's always on a journey. So unfortunately for me, I thought I'd found the materials. I thought I'd got there. No dice. So we're on a new regime. You know, we've had a junta, and now uh, there's a new tiny skincare military council who are governing. They're great, cute, really amazing flag. And anyway, uh, ending the metaphor. <laughs> Is it a green flag? <laughs> uh, yes, I love the color green. Anyway, so Peter Thomas Roth. I mentioned it a few episodes ago. Don't sleep on this brand, kids. Because it's really good. So, Peter Thomas Roth has two things that I now use. One is the one I've mentioned, which has the like cannabis oil in it, and it's the overnight recovery cream. Right. And, girl, it is good. It is good. Okay. It is so good. And it has like colloidal oatmeal in it. So, it really soothes my skin. I've never had a moisturizer work so well overnight. So, 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Mm -hmm. She has. Now, she has. There is a second product that I've now purchased that's called squalene. And I thought at first that squalene was one of those things. I mean, honestly, at this point, they could be like, it's from the rainforest wow. of Peru that will clear your skin. And I'm like, I need <laughs> and I'll just buy it in a little droplet. Um, but this one's called squalene. And basically what it is, is it's the peptides in your skin, the basic elements of moisture. It's the the recreated version of that to help your skin recover and moisturize and stay moisturized the thing I learned about skincare from the last two products that I've purchased okay you're not supposed to layer a bunch of things once you get to the moisturizer so a lot of people will do like moisturizer sun cream primer makeup and that's the worst thing you can do because you're blocking your pores sounds cloggy yeah yeah so if you're someone who has acneic skin or sensitive skin the better thing to do is find products that are minimal so like A moisturizer sunscreen which is coming up next um combo is better so you want you can layer serums but you don't want to layer past the moisturizer got it so anyway the squalene no oil oil is wonderful and it's very moisturizing and hydrating but it's leading it doesn't i know it doesn't sit on top of your skin which is really nice it just immediately sinks in and just makes you happy um and then the next one is the moisturizer sunscreen combo it's by image skincare and i actually found this because i am obsessed with studio mcgee as i've said before yes and she had a blog of like this is my skincare this is my makeup and i've bought two things off of it and i've loved both so good job shay mcgee Basically it's for sensitive skin, it's for breakout prone skin, and Mm -hmm. it's a moisturizer with an SPF in it. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to use two separate products and it's really nice. Mm -hmm. Finally, the Bare Minerals Bare Pro Foundation. I have been craving getting into makeup again. It's probably because we've been in lockdown for 900 years and I have not- And you will continue. Literally forever. And (laughs) we're not likely to get out until the end of March. Um, so yeah, any, any excuse to wear makeup, uh, is wonderful. So I really liked it. It's apply with a brush, which I thought was like voodoo, hoodoo and I figured it out and okay. it's really nice. I really like it. It's good coverage. It sits on your skin well, but it doesn't feel like you have like 95 pounds of makeup right. on. It takes to other products. Well, 10 out of 10. I like it.
0: Bare Minerals is like, there was a store dedicated to it in the mall where I used to live.
1: Like it was a big deal. So, I used to think it was really bad for you because it was like super chalky and powdery yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. The liquid's nice. I don't know if okay. the other products are
0: great, but I personally don't like to use a powder because I find that it just sits on top and is gross.
1: Yeah, I need powder for like my T zone um, mm-hmm. and for like the sides of my mouth, but I won't powder my whole face if I can yeah. help it. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. So
0: far. <laughs> great. Well, much anticipated segment to follow. The
1: return. <laughs>
0: The second portion of the return of Emma's Bees. What you didn't see (laughs) was the dance party that Hannah and I had.
1: I also just noticed we're both wearing like the same shirt it's like a long sleeve crew neck white t-shirt. yeah i mean i live in it oh, why, why are we
0: the same <laughs> why are we are the same person <laughs> and so it's interesting anyway so just you say that because hannah and i came up with the exact same nickname for someone that is a recent addition
1: to the hive i have to introduce you first Okay. Back, back, back. From the dead, <laughs> dead, dead. The anticipated segment, MSB. <sighs> Crowd going. <wild>. Okay.
0: <laughs> did you guys get that? Was no. <laughs> <Is> the <that> obvious? <laughs> the crab, which is just the dogs and I. The crab. <laughs> um so what? like we said last episode, I believe we mentioned that we have redesigned the profile. We did um she's been active she's there she's chilling
1: she's had a lot of interaction actually quite
0: she's quite popular this time around I think it's because honestly there's one in UNO in particular that has been referenced quite a bit <laughs> in the profile Dick shifting. People... <laughs> yes
1: <clears throat>
0: the line Jenna is came
1: up with that unshockingly <laughs>
0: <laughs> the line is I drive a stick so I'm good with my hands barf barf wink. Barf, <laughs> wink, barf wink wink barf, barf. And like we said, we did a mix of uh, lewd and um non-lewd. <laughs> very good. <laughs> there had to be a word for it, but non-lewd works just fine. <laughs> um, uh was a good word. Yes, good. There we are. Uh anecdotes on my uh on my profile. So, you know, just small little phrases here and there that are uh either suggestive or not. So I like to keep them guessing. Anyway, I came up
1: with all the not-suggestive ones because <laughs> I am basic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Hannah is so clean, so pure. Like me for me. And I'm over here like, <laughs> like me for my body. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, I, we uh, go on a walk and talk about things and Emma's like, all right, dirty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's why we're Filthy that. moment. <laughs> um, otherwise, we're the same person. So, no. Uh, one person sent me dick pics within the first like Uh! (laughs) because on bumble you can send photos which is interesting um so that happened really quickly and i was just like great um let's see i've gotten at least seven crush my head with your thighs comments which is super common men i don't maybe you think you're being creative when you say things like that but you're not
1: what does that even mean
0: they want me to crush their heads like a watermelon with my thighs
1: why would you want someone to injure you you guys are creepy
0: i think it's like a i just want to have my face between your legs sort of thing
1: that's not what that said I that know. wasn't i want to rest my face there it was i want to be wounded like seek yeah. therapy now
0: <laughs> we need to have a talk at men
1: we don't uh, even <laughs> talk ever but you should talk to <laughs> We have
0: nothing to say to one another.
1: We have nothing
0: in common, very clearly. <laughs> uh, I mean, so many of them are just so boring. Okay. Like, granted, I did not put as much effort into my intros as I have in years past, because this was largely a social experiment. So...
1: Yeah, still, she found someone she liked, so obviously... <laughs> Darn it! The <laughs> uh, joke is on her.
0: <laughs> okay. This
1: one, I will say, it's a little different than my usual... I want everyone to remember this moment. Okay. It happens so every why, time. See, so this is why. <laughs> it happens every time. I told them. Always, it's a different reason for them being different. It's true. But this
0: time it's like an entire continent. So
1: It's true. You have never had so much hope That's as true. getting the heck out of America. I know. I'm this close. I'm this close. <laughs> Give her a visa. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Uh, just <laughs> I'll just hop on over the pond. Okay, so we have very wittingly decided to refer to this person as Bristol for the time being for reasons that they are aware of. Um, I know it's not super creative. I consider saying Bristol boy because I like alliteration, but the term boy makes me feel creepy, so I'm just not going to use Actually, it. Actually,
1: if you were saying Bristol boy, most people would think you were referring to Banksy, the street artist. He's from oh. Bristol. Okay. Well, so, that's not who I'm talking about. Obviously. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. I think <laughs> I Banks know. is married and or homeless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's both. He's married to his both. <laughs> uh, no. So I will say that I have always sort of had a penchant for the foreign men in my life.
1: Uh, the way she pronounced. Penchant. <laughs> I've always had a penchant. <laughs> oh my God! Stop.
0: This is a dirty American location. I will. I will abide. I'm by coming to rule. you live. Je le conseil, merci. Thank you. I know how to say words. I'm telling you though, if you, American, if you come to America and you say penchant, you will get beat up.
1: I dare them to try. I'm dangerous over short distances. I'm telling Time's you learned. Hannah you will not say it that way in America. I have a penchant for... No, it's it's fine. I mean, honestly though, Brits here they use a ton of French words, but they well, pronounce sure. them without using any like French accent. And it's really funny because when you point it out to them, they're like they're not French words, but they like the French. And you're like, yeah? What's aubergine? <laughs> what the heck is aubergine? <laughs> Let's talk about it! <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah so anyway right who is he tell me about bristol well bristol is a as previously mentioned british individual english in particular
1: male pronouns
0: (laughs) male pronouns it's true uh a little younger than me but as previously discussed with hannah in multiple different episodes and at different times in life age does not matter so much to me if the maturity is equal or more than my own
1: yeah I would say like I used to be really like backwards thinking about this I used to think like you can't date someone younger because they're gross immature and fetuses Mm -hmm. my husband is younger than me and honestly like you wouldn't notice a difference I mean you know this Emma like he is two years younger than me Mm -hmm. and like we're on the same level about most things so yeah I think Maybe it's a
0: cultural thing as well. I think that it's more difficult for me to entertain younger American men because there's just a certain attitude about that age group and they definitely live up to it most of the time. Yeah. Um, But I think that's largely in part just due to where they're from, the cultural significance around your early 20s
1: well and the age that you can drink alcohol so here it's 18 yeah. so people get their like rage days out a little bit sooner legally than we do yeah. I think which has an impact on the way that they handle adult situations
0: mm-hmm. yeah so uh he is 23 going on 24 um and my <laughs> so so blessed <laughs> so sweet
1: <laughs> <wanted> a snowflake <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he doesn't like it when I do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um. <laughs> Get used to voices, bud. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Actually, have not done those. So when you're hearing this, <laughs> Crystal, this is who I really am. This is how I talk. But I talk to you this way because you, also being an American, um, and I've known you for quite some time. I know that you don't like that hand, but you are technically American. <laughs> I hate to bring it to you.
1: I'm like, <laughs> where are you talking to?
0: <laughs> actually,
1: where are right right. on here?
0: I, I just find that the sense of humor is very different between the two uh, night and day. It's very different. So and I, 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 um, I relate to both. I just have to be in the right situation. You know, I don't
1: relate to both, which is why I moved.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would say that you Later. and I have your <laughs> sense of humor and my sense of humor, I think are very like American with one another.
1: You know? Yeah. But culturally we're on a very, whichever whichever direction is not offensive to you, we're left of center in terms of like most American humor. I would think of is the average American humor is like super troopers and stepbrothers, which to me mm-hmm, is important. Yeah. So. And that's just yeah, I understand what you're saying and
0: I also agree. Um and I've seen Step Brothers once. I didn't think it was that funny. That's not funny. Um I don't think that like weed humor is funny. It's not funny. I just I can't relate to it. So I'm just like haha, you know,
1: like this is the end kind of movies just yeah
0: no No. they're so overdone now as well like maybe initially they had some humor to them but that was like a thousand years ago when they first started doing that so and it's just the same plot
1: I think the thing that attracts me to British humor is the sarcasm element because not everybody in the states and this is not a criticism of the states it's just it depends on where you are it depends on who you are but a lot of people don't get sarcasm very easily And they take you literally, and then it ruins any funny moment that you have. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, a deadpan sense of humor is really, like, pretty common. Yeah. Um, And they get the jokes. And so if you keep up, it's attractive for them, because most Americans don't keep up with it. Like, if they were, if you were to come to London, and somebody made a joke to you and was, like, very serious, you'd be like, most Americans would take you seriously. And so if you were an American who can kind of keep up and give sarcasm back, it's, it's, appreciated
0: i mean i consider myself to be more on that side of humor personally i i've had to explain my jokes to american men more than any other it hurts culture is so painful (laughs) or like oh my god end the conversation i'm just like i don't even know what to say at that point i'm just like oh i was just being silly and then we just move on and i'm like i'm 20 times less attracted to you now thank you i don't i don't know um so anyway, I have not had like a, a moment where I didn't understand his humor and vice versa. Uh he does we talked about the stereotypes of like what Americans have of Brits and vice versa as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he was like Harry Potter and I was like We do love Harry Potter. <laughs> okay,
1: second of all, they make a ton of money off of Harry Potter. So <laughs> <Suck> actually it. <laughs> it's a huge it's a huge revenue booster cuz yeah, sure, everywhere in the, in, at some point in every county in the UK, you can find something that looks like Harry Potter. So 100% in every souvenir shop, there's a Harry Potter section for mm, the stupid mm-hmm. Americans who walk in there and buy oh. that crap.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say that um, I, when I do travel, maybe it's just not being an idiot, but I do prefer not to come across as like the typical American tourist, you know? Oh, like you know I, how I
1: feel about tourism in general. I hate looking like a tourist.
0: Yeah. I try to, I, I try to meld in with the culture as much as possible wherever I go. So, um, I like that. I think it's more authentic experience. I think that I'm just more suited to that sort of attitude anyway. I certainly don't hate America by any means, but I would not be sad to leave it. So, i'm just saying here is my ticket here we go
1: i'm just saying i would rather raise my kids near you not not near you so exactly there so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> hannah staring at the screen getting closer <laughs> and closer <laughs> just so you know no i mean uh anyway early days naturally which is why i have not given his actual name because you know what happened the last time that i did he that. was a stalker and <laughs> and a crazy catfish person who uh Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers at whoever you are. Um yikes. So anyway,
1: that's anything else for MSBs? Um,
0: I mean, I've had like conversations with other people. I've had a couple of dates this week, nothing significant. Mm -hmm. I will say I personally have difficulty focusing on more than one person at once. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also Which
1: you've said before.
0: Yes, but I'm also like wary. I don't want to make assumptions, I don't want to um uh, you know put all the eggs in one basket but at the same time it's a really small basket
1: you know at the same so, time i like color coordinating and i like having all my eggs in one location at the same
0: time i really want to live in the uk so
1: so anyway at bristol please. Uh, do
0: something about it please the oh, love of god no no i quite like him i like talking to him we have great conversations oh, you m-
1: quite like him I do quite you. like him thank you
0: <laughs> we're, we're making fun of um the stereotypical accents that Americans all think Brits have, you know, like it's either, Hello, <laughs> <evil> it's either <laughs> Dick Van Dyke or the Queen. There's no in-between. Just so. Magister, the Queen. Exactly. That's it. There's just, that's all that exists over there. So, um, I mean, I mean, they have similar ones for Americans, you know, so it's interesting.
1: Except the American ones are correct.
0: <laughs> Most of them are true. <laughs> <It's>
1: true. <laughs> Only difference. <they're Brits. laughs> so I will say,
0: um, anyway, it's, it's nice to have, discussions with someone who's like actually intelligent i do think that the education system is just better over there there's a it is
1: unequivocally better there's
0: like a willful ignorance when it comes to american education and i find that really limits us and sort of just puts us into an unnecessary bubble so maybe that's what lends itself to me thinking that most of the men i've dated throughout my life are just not as smart as me and i was like yes that's true so yes but also oh, yes. <laughs> Being, um, <laughs> Having military intelligence experience, I think, lends itself to that. Because there's been a lot of exposure to different cultures in different individuals. So. Yeah.
1: And you've also traveled a little bit. So you're not stuck in a shell of, this is exactly what the world should be like. Exactly. I'm sure, like,
0: younger me had misconceptions that have long since vanished. But. (laughs) They're gone now. (laughs) They're gone. Goodbye forever. Anyway.
1: Let's do the sip on this segment. Sippy sip. Sip. The tea is exceptionally good today. (laughs) Who made this? Mm, Very delicious. Good job, Wendy. At Wendy, love you. (laughs) You're a little problematic, but. (laughs) Obviously, the green flags section is focusing on good things. Green means go. Green did it. Tea. Green means. means. (laughs) I didn't know that this was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. What are green flags? At Emma.
0: Um, so. i don't i'm sorry <laughs> Clean flags i'm colorblind when it comes to this so oh
1: my god. there was this guy that um he was in the air force and he was saying to someone that it was he was saying something to someone about like a pair of pants and the person was like oh yeah they're like peanut butter colored and he goes they're not purple and he didn't realize that peanut butter was a different color because he's colorblind. Oh no. He was like 25 when he learned that peanut butter wasn't
0: purple. Do you know that episode? Have you watched New Girl where Winston is convinced his shoes are brown, but they're green? (laughs) What color do you think you are?
1: (laughs) I love that scene. Anyway, green flags. So basically I'm going to do a short intro for it and then kind of just hop into it uh emma obviously had to do some research and some quiet reflection to come up with hers mm-hmm. but mine are based on my relationship so okay green flags are things again that would put you on the positive side of the relationship things mm-hmm. that you were looking for things mm-hmm. that you want right um, and all of these are based on my husband i got a video Aww. from a friend the other day and it was um tell me the truth why aren't you dating and the girl oh yeah like, I'll be honest it's because my roommate is not comfortable with me bringing men home and the guy goes I'm not your roommate I'm your <laughs> husband <laughs> so it made me think of that um yeah so the number one thing for me that's a green flag is uh-huh. honesty
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm really into honesty I I can't honesty. abide honest. <laughs> I can't, I can't abide any sort of lying, fibbery, nothing. I mm-hmm. can't do it. And one of the biggest things, and I've talked about like expectations before, but one of the biggest things that I've told my husband like the whole time that we were dating was we can be on different sides of an opinion war, we can have different perspectives, but never ever lie to me. So mm-hmm. and and he's very much the same. So that was a huge thing that attracted me to him is he was mm-hmm. just very upfront and honest and genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, anything? To- um, uh,
0: <laughs> I personally don't have much experience. Idea of <laughs> I love the idea of honesty. Truly. I, I consider myself very honest in relationships. Yeah. Um, I'm almost too
1: honest. Uh, and I think bluntness can be a good thing as long as it's well-intentioned yes. because you can recover from tough words from a well-intentioned friend a lot more so and more easily than you can recover from someone who's lied to you and strung you along Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then ends up hurting you. At my exes. Uh,
0: At my relationship Rolodex. At at my repertoire. (laughs) It's all the same. Yeah, it's it's all the same. Um, Truly. I will say I personally obviously really value honesty I just can't relate to it because I've been in years long relationships with people who were just continuously lying to me. So I, I think that I come in with almost a sense of um, not cynicism, but a wariness. I think.
1: That, for sure.
0: Yeah. That, that someone isn't being honest with me. And I almost make them prove themselves at the start because I, I mean, for me, it's like, I can't just trust you until you give me a reason
1: to. Yeah. You know? and I think that's why you have to have the foundation of friendship because that gives you that time to see them as an honest person. See, are they honest in their other dealings with people mm-hmm. without trying to impress you? Because in the relationship phase, especially the beginning, you're always trying to kind of put on your best face. You're trying, it's like mm-hmm. a peacock. Like you're trying to impress the other person. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be probably better than you actually are for a period of
0: time. most definitely which is natural you know like I mean this, yeah. it's totally normal to do that within the first couple of months of a relationship but what bothers me is inconsistency
1: 100 so like that's something that Luke and I talk about all the time is be consistent like if you have a rule you have to have that rule across the board it can't be that rule except for Tuesday like right. it's it's so irritating and it's it's another thing that is a great green flag is consistency if they are exactly who they say they are and every opportunity and every dealing that they mm-hmm. have with other people mm-hmm. that's a huge yeah flag. I almost called it a gold flag that's like a great one gold Ooh, gold <laughs> um, uh, a gold flag would be so <laughs> existing in my book I'm like, you did it you existed as a man bar is, is so mind. low
0: <laughs> you just hop on over the bar is underground <laughs>
1: it's actually Mediterranean so right now so. So. We're hiring an excavation team. We're <laughs> getting there. We're Get out of there. No. Um, and I will
0: say that with Bristol in particular, there has been consistency in conversation. Um, yeah. And she's
1: I, FaceTimed him. So he, he's, he's uh, a real. I, I know. know. <laughs> yeah, was, she's like, did you do research?
0: Like, yes, I did. Um, and I think that, in my opinion, a green flag, and I almost, I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite for saying this, but a green flag for me when it comes to a man is someone who's not overly active on social media. Yeah. And I feel bad saying that because obviously I have a high social media presence, but
1: I think typically with men, and this is just my experience, but typically with guys, if they're super active on social media, it means they're really superficial Mm -hmm. and they don't care as much about you as they care about what you bring to them. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And at least in my experience, that's been the case. Um, And I think you can see that in celebrities too, like guys who are really like social media and really interested in their public perception, they tend to be less deep and more on the surface. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I guess you could also make the argument for women, but I think that we just automatically use social media differently because of a social perception and almost a social obligation of women to appear a certain way or act a certain way. You know, Um, I use it because I enjoy it. You know, I'll never lie and say I don't like attention, but at the same time, I, uh, I I, don't post something with, like, much thought behind it beyond, I felt like posting this, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think you can always get shades of gray with people, but in general, people who are very, very concerned about their social media tend to be more superficial people.
0: I agree. I have been, I've been in that place, so I can yeah. totally like, vouch. Like, that is so true.
1: So. My next one is the green flag. They care about other people, sometimes more than themselves. Mm. And This is something that my husband is really good at. He is really balancing because I tend to get kind of self-focused and I tend to turn inward and be focused on what I'm worried about, what's important to me. And he's just so giving, like he's the type of person that he would give you the shirt off his back. And that was so attractive to me when we were dating because it tells me that he's going to put me before himself. And that's huge in relationships. Mm -hmm. And you have it for me, it, it was work to be able to put someone else before myself because I'm so used to protecting myself and like mm-hmm. putting myself first in every category that it was developmental work for me to put someone else first or put other people first. Right. And so it's a, really, it's a really balancing factor for us. He, it, he's great at teaching me in which scenarios to put other people first. And I'm great at balancing him for, hey, you've put other people first a lot. You need to take some new time and you need mm-hmm. to recover. Mm-hmm. I have dated
0: classically very selfish people who um, carry narcissistic tendencies. So I, I do feel in my relationships, I have always put the most work in. And I think that selflessness is sort of just a natural state for me in relationships, um, which I'm grateful for, like, I want to be like that, you know, I wouldn't change that quality yeah, about myself. Thing. But I will say that I am really bad about um, forcing that to be a trait that they share with me you know, or or like settling for less than what I'm putting forth, you know? So for me, a green flag is someone who is genuinely interested in my day, what I have to say and like how I feel about something. Yeah. And these feel like obvious ones. Right. But I think that's something that you don't really think about because like you said, when you first get involved with someone automatically, they're going to be more attentive, maybe more X, Y, and Z, but I think empathy for me is just a big one. Like your ability to listen to something that I'm going through and maybe not try to problem solve it, but just recognize that like my feelings are valid about it. Like I just want that validation.
1: Yeah. And one of my friends said something really good today when I was talking to her, she said, dating is a constantly evaluative process. So Mm -hmm. at no point while you're dating, do you have to stay with someone or should you consider yourself obligated to keep dating them? If, dating them is not going in a direction that is going to be good for you Mm -hmm. or is going to benefit both of you. Um, and I think it's really important because it's really easy, especially in a dating relationship to kind of settle, to get into a mindset of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I've been with them forever. So blah, blah, blah. Right. No, you need to be constantly evaluating. Like, is this the person I want to be with? If you're not interested in marriage, then is this a person I want to be with for a long time? And if you Mm -hmm. are interested in marriage, is this a person I want to share my entire life with? Like, yeah. And you shouldn't, ever feel that complacency will get you to that like it has to be a constant yes choice because that's what marriage is choosing each other every Mm -hmm. day
0: yeah if you can't (laughs) if you can't picture the life beyond the wedding (laughs) reevaluate.
1: for sure major green flag is you're planning an actual future you're not just planning an event together
0: yeah
1: Yeah. I mean the event is
0: like all well and good right but you're once you're in that space with someone, anyway, your focus should be like, what comes after and yeah. green flag is someone for me who is willing to have those conversations early on.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next one I wrote down is actually longer than what I wrote down, but it's, they're not superficial. And what I mean by that is they don't require you to look a certain way, act a certain way or be a certain way for you to be acceptable to them. Mm-hmm. They like you for who you are. And there is a deep knowledge of one another that leads to that acceptance. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a huge green flag. Anytime that, to me, someone is only interested in how I look, if I'm showing up in the looking in the right way, or if I am the right shape, or whatever else, um, I think it's really, really damaging. Like mm-hmm. it's really damaging to you in the in the now, and it's also damaging to you in the long term. Because I've been somebody who was super afraid that if I didn't look a certain way, nobody would like me. Mm -hmm. And that's such a horrible mindset to have. And if you're in that space, the people who are liking you in that space, whatever that looks like for you, whatever size or makeup consistency or whatever that looks like, those people don't genuinely like you. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because that's all you've been working for. So to accept that and to move away from them, knowing that the people who do genuinely like you for you, that... There's no trial period. It's not like, oh, well, you have to look this good for this many days and then you've earned it.
0: Yeah, I mean, can confirm. have <laughs> been in that space. Have, <laughs> have had those boyfriends, yes. Um, the issue is like, I care about what I look like, right? And um, I wouldn't call it an issue. I would just say the, the balancing is caring what I look like without feeling obligated to look that way. Yeah. So I will say that, I prefer, I mean, I, I like compliments about what I look like as I work hard, but I prefer compliments that are about who I am. So if you compliment yeah. my intelligence or my sense of humor or something like that, then I feel more seen than if you were just to say like, oh, you have a great body. Like, thank That's you. That's major
1: green flag for women in general is specific and tailored compliments right. rather than like generic, you look great. You're so hot. Like, That's not attractive
0: to me. Right. Well, I mean, there's lots of attractive people, right? So what else? Like, what else do you like about me? (laughs) You know, like what makes me special to you and someone who's comfortable expressing themselves in that way and isn't afraid to point out very specific things about me that they like is a major green flag to me and automatically increases my attraction to them like tenfold. So.
1: And then my last one, before we go to Emma's next part, um, is that they have the same core values and beliefs that you have. Right. I've seen a lot of people get into relationships not just Emma, but I've seen a lot of people <laughs> that I'm friends with get into relationships with people that they know have very different core beliefs than they do and expect mm-hmm. it to turn out well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's never going to, because you're operating from different spaces. You're always going to make decisions based on your core values, whatever those are. And so if, your partner has a completely opposite set to you or doesn't have any, really. Mm -hmm. Like if they're just like, I do what I want when I want, dot, 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 like no core values at all, then you're always gonna be making clashing decisions and they're not gonna value your input in the same way because you're not coming from the same foundational space. Mm
0: -hmm. I will say one thing I really like about British culture is that religion is sort of folded into that regardless of how individual may feel about it. So like, while atheism may be very prominent in the country I do find that most people engage in religious ceremony regardless. And so for me, I'm firm in my beliefs. So no one, regardless of like their own creed can change how I feel about my own religion and my own faith. My only concern is am I going to be able to raise a family in an environment conducive to that? Because I feel like I owe it to my faith, my family, my traditions to expose them to a religious environment. You know, like I was always given the chance to choose what I believe, you know, like I never felt like I was forced into religion except for my dad's cult, which is totally different. But um, I just think it's important to have someone who, even if they don't want to actively participate, like I wouldn't consider myself a highly religious person. I do go to church and I pray, you know, I consider those things important facets, but at the same time, I don't tout myself as like, I'm super devout. And you must also be super devout for me. It's like, do you support my goal of raising a family in this environment? Because that's, what's important to me.
1: Just to take a teeny tiny sidebar on this for people who don't understand why it's important to have kids exposed to religion or why someone who is um like take for example a christian would be so concerned about their kids being raised that way it's not because we think that other people have less value it's not because we think that other culture values are not important Mm -hmm. it's because if you are a person of faith whatever your faith looks like that's what you see as truth and so to not put that as a plan, as a cornerstone and what you want your future to look like and what you want your family to have, Uh it doesn't make any sense. Like that, that's what we see as truth. So it would be hiding the truth from our family, which is damaging to them, damaging to us. So I'm not, I'm not really into religion. I'm into relationship. That's how my faith is, but whatever your faith space is for especially people without faith it can often be really confronting when Christians talk about like, Oh, I want to raise my kids in church and blah, blah, blah. It's not because of the building. And it's not because at at least for me, it's not because of the building. It's not because the culture is better. It's not because Mm -hmm. uh, the people are of any higher caliber humanity than anybody else. It's because it's the truth. And so if you don't share the truth with the people you care about, how would you expect them to thrive? How would you expect them to do well?
0: Yeah. And I've been with staunch atheists. I've dated people who are very anti-religion, you know, and, um, it just doesn't work, you know? So for me, it's less so about their, I guess, beliefs matching mine exactly. Um, and more so about their supporting it and allowing me to like embrace that part of myself and not make me feel like I have to put myself in a box or I can't feel X, Y, and Z way about religion, you know, and, um, are they comfortable with me having children baptized, you know, things like that. Like these are important Uh, factors for me. So
1: yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Emma has an article now, actually she had to do some research because green flags were hard to come by for her. So, (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah, well, here we are. So I looked up What are the most common green flags in a relationship? Green flags, et cetera, et cetera. And Marie Claire has some thoughts on the matter.
1: Marie, tell us.
0: So there are four points that Marie says that we should be mindful of as green flags in partnerships with some comments by various users and readers of this article. So the first, they need to make an effort with your friends. Says, don't bother 442. Always, <laughs> <laughs> always asking about you, wanting to include you in their life her. slash meet their friends, following through and small promises are all things I consider green flags. Yeah. And I agree. I, I had a boyfriend who didn't want me to meet his family or his friends and was pretty much keeping me out of that part of his life completely. And I felt automatically that he was not serious about me. For sure. And had no intention of being with me long-term at that point, which turned out to be true, but
1: I mean, as you (laughs) should have.
0: So I, um, I really appreciate when someone is enthusiastic about me meeting their people and their friends.
1: Well, and those friendships are important because you don't dump your friends typically (laughs) after you stay in a serious relationship, get married, whatever the outcome is, like those people are going to be in your partner's life. So like my friends are important to Luke because they're important to me. And so he asks me about my friends and I ask him about his friends and they end up becoming kind of mutual friends because mm-hmm. having friends that are just the one person's friends when you're in a serious committed relationship is not yeah. sustainable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. <laughs> I agree. Do that. Introduce people to your friends. It's better when you can combine friends, group, friends, group, friend groups in a way that like you maintain your independence from that person in some ways. Like, so if if I were to be there with this individual and he met you, you would still be my best friend, but we could hopefully all interact on the same plane. Exactly. You
1: know, but I would have to be friends with him. Right. Like I couldn't just be friends with you and be like, like ignore, Mm -hmm. um, which, had to do in a lot of emma's previous relationships because they're just it's a different type of person and you can tell that they're not going to be with your friend for a long time like if you're not interested in your partner's friends you probably don't see a future with them right just like what emma was saying
0: the second point you laugh at all the same dumb things um this person's username i cannot pronounce but when you're about to make a joke and they make the same joke seconds before it is out of your mouth and i will say I think that that is a green flag, but I think there's also a danger in um, assigning this as like an expectation or uh, the relationship isn't successful if they don't think everything I think is funny.
1: Yeah, this is definitely not a must. I think having shared senses of humor is great, but like there's stuff that my husband laughs at that I think is so stupid. And there's stuff that I laugh at that he thinks is stupid. It's, It's fine. I think the bigger deal is not establishing them making you laugh, them making you happy, them somehow completing your mood or changing your status as a defining condition of the relationship. Because like my husband and I, when we were first dating, I did a lot of the talking. It took him a while to get comfortable in our relationship and in like our level of trust and in discussing things with me to be his true self and to be funny and outgoing And that doesn't happen overnight. And so if I'd ruled him out because he doesn't really text me back funny things all the time, then I would have crossed out Mm -hmm. the best relationship ever. And
0: I think, I think I've mentioned it. I think a red flag is almost too witty and too charming at the start for me.
1: Yeah. Depending on the level and the frequency, like if you're so blindingly wonderful at the beginning, it's like... Sus. (laughs) Sus. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sus. Sus. Uh, Yeah. So for me, I... I have had to lower my expectations in this way personally, because I definitely used to assign, like, if they don't like it, it, started like really extreme, like same music, same TV shows. And I got over that. And then it turned into, they need to laugh at everything I think is funny or else we're not compatible, which is just not true. You know, humans true. are, humans are so complicated and so different from one another that there's nothing wrong with not thinking. I mean, granted, if you're bored with them, that's one thing.
1: You should laugh at some of the, the same things, but it doesn't have to be everything. Right.
0: I mean, yeah, so for me, it's more important that all of the values line up before them thinking like friends is funny because not that many people think friends is funny, which I think is crazy, I but love <laughs> I think you're insane, but you know, um, whatever. anyway, that's, that is green flag number two, which is as Hannah, I both said, not a necessity, but a nice little bonus. And of course, this one is so true. Communication is queen. It is. Um, When you fight, you're really just problem solving together. Sure, it gets heated, but there's a line of civility and respect that doesn't get crossed. And you're both trying to identify obstacles and conflicts and resolve them. Yeah. And I do think that a lot of people who argue, and I have had this experience, you're arguing and you, I think you're arguing with the person rather than arguing whatever the core issue is, you know, like you, I think to have a successful relationship, you need to understand that the conflict is the problem, not the partner.
1: Yeah. And you have to agree to be on the same team. And that means you have to fight fair. Right. Like every marriage textbook would tell you it, conflict management and relationship textbook. So forget you're even married, but it, it would tell you, you have to come up with a conflict management system that is fair to both parties and that protects both of you and allows both of your points to be heard while reminding you that you guys are solving that problem together. Just like mm-hmm. what you said, you guys are the team, you know, it's not team. you being right. The, the team, uh, You know, I love branding, (laughs) Um, but you guys have to be solving things together. And it takes reminding, like sometimes we have to take, Luke and I have to take a minute and go, Hey, we're on the same team. Yeah. We're on the same team. And it just immediately diffuses the situation and it's going to be a continual work on both of your parts. So if one of you is always arguing to be right, it's probably not a great relationship function. Mm -hmm. Can confirm. Uh, last one, which is something we actually it's mentioned earlier. just the earlier. testimonial for all the no's and all the bad <laughs> sides
0: I, I got to this article, and it was that thing I mentioned earlier, where it's just, like, the two eyes and the lips, like, looking at the article, like, oh, no. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I can't relate to any of these. I've had the exact opposite in all of my relationships, so. Especially no wonder this one. I had so
1: many red flags.
0: <laughs> uh, crazy. Uh, they're genuinely interested in your life. Oof. Uh, when they pay attention and they actually remember the little things that you have said before. I am insanely attracted to someone who can remember a small fact about and I mean nothing nothing gone girl esque where I'm like, remember this niche thing that we talked about one time? I can't believe you don't remember it. Like <laughs> I'm not that crazy. But when I mention a hobby that I'm really interested in and they take a genuine interest in that or they ask me questions about it beyond like, oh why? Like, you know, yeah. and so to like maybe just like focus and it's like a, a gift around that sort of hobby or something like that says to me, like, you are paying attention to the things I genuinely like and not just
1: giving me something as filler. And asking you about it. Like my husband asks me about the podcast all the time. And to be honest, he doesn't really care about it. Like <laughs> it, it does not make him lose any sleep. He's not out there promoting me. He's not getting cardboard cutouts of our faces made yet. <clears throat> <Hello? But> <laughs> <laughs> at personal assistant Beatrice. <laughs> <tell him laughs> that. Um but he, he asks me about it. He asked me how it's going. He asked me what we talk about and it's important to me and he's showing an interest in that. And that's really all it takes. Like yeah. you don't have to buy all the merch and get invested yourself. It's just show a genuine interest in the other person.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will say it's not on the list, but one that is sort of related is someone who is going to take initiative with me. So I will say that while I, this is still early days, I will say that with Bristol, they've had taken an initiative to, ask me about things I'm interested in and reach out to me. So it's not always me being like, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. Hey, hi, hey, hi, hey, 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 you know, <laughs> like, I understand, like, life gets busy, work, et cetera. Like, I don't expect constant talking back and forth right now, you know, like right now, <laughs> later, yes. <yeah. laughs> no, um.
1: you You say that she sends me text messages all the time whenever I can't answer the phone and she's like I am your life what are you doing if not talking
0: to me I can do that to Hannah because
1: she can't I can take it I I don't think Bristol can take that I think think it's too early to in early days
0: (laughs) enforce that so um but it's coming let me tell you no um it's it's attractive when someone will call me and like take make an effort to talk to me you know versus me always being like let's set up time to speak or whatever so and that
1: doesn't mean that it always comes naturally to the person like for my husband it's not natural for him and he puts effort into it so it's for some people it doesn't come naturally to text first or to ask questions about the other person's day Um, Mm -hmm. for some people it's hard to express affection like that's not how your family was so it just means putting in that effort it doesn't mean it has to come naturally to you right
0: it's actually I mean it's I, I like it when it's natural, but it's almost better when it's not, because that means that you're genuinely making an effort versus, yeah. like, revol- you know, reverting to autopilot, which is, you know, yeah. you, you, you. So, anyway, um, per Marie Claire, those are things that you should look for as good things in your relationship.
1: Do we have anything else, Amo, or is it time to let the people
0: go? Well, we have a fancy. tea if you'd like to pursue that. <laughs> a
1: fancy. tea? I
0: love fans tea so we have a fancy like fan i like it uh okay han has not heard the question this is all new this is brand new the fans all tea new. so we've talked about you know the good things this question is sort of um i wouldn't say red flag centric but just mm. a mindfulness question how do you differentiate between a concern and a preference okay. do you understand what i mean
1: a concern, meaning something that would cause you concern, you should be in think a relationship, about not being in the relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus a preference that would be something you'd prefer but shouldn't change your opinion or satisfy exactly. the person. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would differentiate it in two ways okay. probably three, possibly four, more than likely three. Um, okay. <laughs> the first way is you need to come up with deal breakers that are not superficial. Mm-hmm. So, the easiest deal breaker, especially for women, to make is like I want him to be this tall. I want <laughs> this color hair, and I want our babies to look like this. Like unrealistic. Next, sure. so mm-hmm. you need to come up with non-superficial, not appearance-based deal breakers. Like they want kids because I want kids, and if my partner did not want kids, it would crush me to a level that I have hitherto not experienced. Wow. So, <laughs> those kind of deal breakers. If the issue points to one of those deal breakers, not being accurate or not being shared. So if the person told you that they shared it with you and it looks like it's not accurate based on their behavior, or if you haven't talked about it and this indicates to you that you don't share that, that would be a concern. Mm-hmm. If not one of those deal breakers, very often it's just a preference. right? Like I would prefer that my husband come home, enter a hazmat suit, clean himself of all dirt, shower before he gets in the door, somehow clean the dog, and then wax the floors. So, I don't think that's realistic. Like that's a preference and I can definitely live with it. Now, does it doesn't annoy me when I have to hoover mud every day? Yes, it does. But is that something that I should chuck him out for? No.
0: No, so,
1: Luke. <laughs> stay freaking tuned. <laughs> <laughs> but but usually you can identify it as is it something that you have already expressed to them or that you should express to them that you Mm -hmm. would not be willing to compromise on? Mm -hmm. And does it categorically shift under one of those? Or is it something that you can bend and flex on and Mm -hmm. and doesn't make you compromise your character or the needs that you have? Mm
0: -hmm. I will say for me, it's always, um, obvious, which it is in my gut.
1: Mm, So uh,
0: my gut has never been wrong. So for me, uh, I can get over the superficial things fairly easily once I'm emotionally invested in someone. So, you know, yeah. well, at first I might be less attracted to someone who's like five, six, I have dated men who are five, six that I genuinely liked. And I was able to look past this previously conceived preference that I'd had because I genuinely liked them as a person.
1: It's like the age thing that we talked about earlier. That's a total preference. The only time it would become a concern is if they're immature and therefore would not make a suitable partner for you.
0: Correct. So I will say, I don't feel that Bristol
1: acts like a 23 year old
0: in the sense that I would expect a 23 year old to act.
1: Surprisingly, you like him given that no one likes you when you're 23. I do. Hmm. Blink and I are gonna to have to have a discussion about that. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Can you imagine that Travis Barker is dating Kourtney Kardashian? My mind was blown. Be weird. And on that note, we'll leave you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we had so much fun talking about
0: the green flags that I have up to this point never experienced. Maybe I'll have an opinion.
1: Hey, you know what? Add us if you have green flags of your own. Team, let Team. us know.
0: We'd love to hear them. And or if you have your own response to the fans, tea. So
1: I'm Hannah. I am Emma. And what's the tea)